Welcome back to That Stupid Fantasy Football Show. I'm Tim, here today with Adam. What's up, Adam? Hello. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. As I was just telling you, just waiting to get this vaccine in my bloodstream. Get the vaccine in your brain, Jane. Yep. 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 Gotta get that. Well, Adam, it is, uh, yep. it's 2021 already. Uh, I, I don't, with the last time we did an episode was like November or something, maybe December of 2020, um, maybe. before, maybe it was January. Shit. I don't, I don't really remember. No, we definitely didn't do one in January. Okay. But yeah, we yeah. definitely, but yeah, we definitely didn't do one since the fantasy finals. Yeah. I think it was like right before the fantasy finals yeah we definitely didn't do one because you didn't want me to brag about winning the championship <laughs> that's unconfirmed now, you have no evidence and, and now and now you're gonna be like it's so long ago <laughs> we're, we're we're focusing on 2021 you have no evidence that i said that okay so oh, I let's mean, look at pre- knowing- <laughs> <laughs> pre-ranked players for 2021 <laughs> Uh, well congratulations let's let's take thank you let's let's give it a moment of silence um and a congratulations (laughs) no i I don't even i don't need any silence i need to talk about it okay let's Um, talk about it i i I definitely lucked out not facing you in the finals i'll admit it (laughs) yeah you had you had because you had camara rogers Devontae adams went off who else went off for you yeah, let's see that that uh, week sixteen. Yeah, I scored two hundred and forty three points. Uh, yeah, which is probably a record in our league. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I had uh, yeah, Kamara had fifty seven points. Uh, yeah. Rogers thirty three. Evans had forty one. Adams had forty four. And just everyone yeah. hit at least a little. I bit. just think those. I just think those four guys might have beat my team. Yeah, might have, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, I'm really glad that Popola beat you. <laughs> and that he he kind of laid an egg in the finals. I mean, it made, got respectable. I was a little worried there when uh, Diggs just kept on catching touchdowns. I was like, can we, can we please stop? Yeah. Yeah, Diggs had a great game in week 16. Um, but yeah, you're right. No, you, you hit it. It would have been, uh, that would have been great. You know, and I guarantee we would have done an episode. We would have forced an episode that oh, week. Guaranteed. If, uh, if oh, we guaranteed. Were... <laughs> there have been multiple episodes uh, before and after. Uh, yeah. If we were playing in the finals. Yeah, for sure. That would have happened. And, and then there would definitely been episodes afterwards if you want. <laughs> but let me, uh, let me say it here again. Uh, congratulations. This is now your second championship. Yeah, it feels good. I feel yeah. like. You know, there's only a handful, like now more and more people, like the the grouping of people that have won a championship in our league is getting a little bit bigger. After Kirshner won one, I was like, well, I can't just have one now. I need two. <laughs> right. Uh, I can't have the same amount as Kirshner. Um, yeah, I, I it, it kinda, feels good. I kind of feel like our league is like the the '90s or 2000s NBA, where it's really just like five teams winning it for like 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and and like uh, 
uh, Popola is the Knicks. <laughs> Just can never quite get over the hump, but like, you know. Uh, <laughs> or like the, or like the Suns. The Suns would go, went to the finals and Utah. Yeah. Utah went to the finals. You could be Utah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. And I think uh, this year he probably had his best team. And I think he has probably some of the best keepers he's got some good ones yeah in this league it is a a 12 team keeper league and uh you can keep four players or you have to keep four so that means our our draft is the the first round of the the fifth round is really our first round of the draft and um it's a super flex league which is new this year so quarterbacks are much more valuable which um sort of brings brings Matt Stafford into a, a much different category now um, as far as value in a super flex league. He's easily on the keeper radar now in this league. Yeah. <laughs> you sound pretty upset about that. Um, I didn't, I honestly zoned out and I didn't listen to one word you said. <laughs> uh, thanks. Well, probably, probably the whole audience did too. So it's fine. Yeah. I was getting, I was getting a bunch of uh, text messages that were appearing on my screen. I should probably just quit out of that. That's very yeah. distracting. Yeah, totally. But it's really fun. So can you repeat yourself? Well, I was just talking about keeper keepers and, um, who, yeah. you know, who to keep, we have to keep for and how Matt Stafford mm-hmm. has now kind of, he's probably, probably like in like the third round value range in our league uh all of a sudden yeah yeah I, I find it interesting because he had good receivers in Detroit mm-hmm. um but not as good as like Woods and Cup and I feel like although I would say Hawkinson is better than the tight ends that the Rams have although yeah. the Rams have two solid ones so that helps yeah, well, uh, Stafford's weapons have always been pretty good, to be honest. Like uh, his passing weapons, especially when they're they're healthy. Galladay wasn't healthy at all this year, so that that kind of stunk. That, but Galladay's excellent, and Marvin Jones and Hawkinson. That three is as good, probably as Holly. Cup I mean, uh, Woods. Amendola and, too, right? And Amendola, yeah, right. So, so I, it's I not think, it's so not so I, much that that it's not so much his weapons is why Stafford's value is upgraded. Okay. I think it's Sean McVay, don't you think? They have I, I think that's a way to be seen because, like, even though he did get that team to the Super Bowl, like, a lot of their success has really hinged on the defense. Yeah, um, and they still have I mean, a good defense. And then they have they a do. running game, too. Yeah, they do. And, and I think Detroit's running game was pretty decent this year. I know uh, Swift got hurt and was out for, like, three or four games. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I just I don't know that we it's can. It's not even, the same. I, yeah, I, I was going to say I just don't even know if we can compare Detroit's culture to what could happen in L.A. Oh, like, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I see what you're saying. I don't know why um, the Lions were perpetual losers. You know what I mean? I do know that they the just one seem season to pick the wrong coaches. That's one reason. Like, but the one season they had, I don't, and I'm going back years now, maybe to like 2012 or something like that, but. There was one season where the Lions made a, a playoff run, and they were really good that year. They were like 11-5, and five, and Stafford mm-hmm. made very little mistakes, and he was great that season. And uh, they had a had a really tight playoff game with the Cowboys and lost on a controversial pass, inter- pass oh, interference yes. call. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, So and so they never won a playoff game, but that was, the I believe, the best 
uh, team they had, and uh, Stafford played played the best. If he if they the Rams get that Stafford, these this team can definitely go to the Super Bowl. And and that Stafford, yeah. we I think is the same Stafford that played this year. Like I don't think I don't think he Stafford. Well. Yeah, I don't think Stafford was the reason the Lions uh, were the you know are are perpetual losers. You know, I'm sorry if you're a Lions no, fan. No, no, it's the culture. No, I think it's yeah. I, I think it's the culture. I think it's the the coaching. I think they can never get a head coach that can kind of unify both fronts. Like I feel like either their offense is really good or their defense is is good. Like they're never both good at the same time. Except for, you know, that year and maybe, but they never have, like, I mean, just knowing as a Bears fan, they never have a defense that scares you. And they brought in Patricia thinking that could change and it just never really came, you know, came together. How about this, (laughs) right? A controversial idea. um, And it's probably way too late for this one, but uh, you're the Detroit Lions, you play in the North, in the mm-hmm. NFC North. You completely mm-hmm. ruined your home field advantage when you have a dome. What are you doing? I mean, and especially yeah. now that COVID's here, like, obviously, again, it's too late to, to fix this problem. But, like, uh, you know, your defense sucks. It has forever, you know. So, yeah. but, but maybe if you were uh, outdoors in Detroit and that was kind of like a frozen tundra type situation, you would have won a lot more games. Yeah. I don't know why I'm ranting about would, the Lions today. It's fun, though. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Um, I, I think that's... <laughs> We're not that, I, I could weird. get I could get behind I could get behind that but that means like this defense would have to show up on the road like when they do play in these these conditions and maybe it's because they don't practice in these conditions I don't know but it's just their defense is just always very mediocre I mean like and they ha- always have like one defensive guy that maybe is like a fringe pro bowler or two but never I mean it seems like defensive players are like highly touted, just go there and, you know, perform fine, but they, they don't become the type of like Aaron Donald or, you know, Cleo Mack, you know, they don't get, they don't become dominant there. And that's coaching, um, culture. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And really, really who gives a shit? Who, and, and then, and then there we are. Who gives a shit? Um, which yeah, I agree Stafford's with. ranked 13. In, in this uh, Fantasy Pros 2021 rankings. That's what I'm saying. In a Superflex league, that's behind like a, Behind yeah. Burrow, behind Brady, behind Tannehill, behind Herbert. Yeah, he's right in that range. I would say he's right Justin in that. Herbert ranked ninth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he's definitely right in that range, in that 10, 11 range. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like that. In a Superflex, that's oof, delicious. <clears throat> um, yeah. I love a, wow. a good Superflex. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that those are the guys like I think I'm I'm pretty high on Tannenhill. I think he's shown that he's solid and solid player with with AJ Brown, um Johnny Smith, Fersker. Yep. Fersker <laughs> career know, night. Fersker career night. <laughs> um but but and then obviously with Henry, I mean Henry takes a lot of pressure off of him. Yeah. He didn't have that. He didn't have that in Miami. All right. And that makes a big difference. And their offensive line is solid, really solid. Well, Adam, so let's, I, uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to interrupt. Let, let's cut to sure. the goddamn chase. Who, sure. who are your keepers? 
rank them. My keepers. Rank them. Yeah, I feel like that's what we're doing here. Okay. Um, <laughs> well, I, I definitely uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yep. Number one. Number two, Jonathan Taylor. Mm-hmm. Uh, number three, Darren Waller. Um, and then number four, I th- I think at this point in time, Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that might change if they don't get rid of um, Wentz and they feel like they need to prove that Wentz has value and, you know, Wentz maybe starts the first half of the season before they can trade him. Right. But or it, they go and trade or they go and trade Hurts. You know, I don't know. Uh, I need to know that before I make a final decision. But I would say Jalen Hurts. And then if Hurts, you know, if that he, it looks like he's not starting to start the year. Um, I mean, I guess Terry McLaurin. Well, so you have, I mean, Scary Terry's good, but you have uh, Hurts, you have Wentz, you have Derek Carr, and you have Jameis Winston. Um, I would say whichever one of them has a starting job, and if it, you know, if it's not Hurts, uh, just keep whatever one. Like, uh, if yeah, it's Hurts, that's I, I might do. That's I might great. do that. Yeah, I might do that. My thought is, you know, I, depending on how the draft goes. Yeah. You know, are are those are those are like is Carr still there? Is Winston still there? When I pick with those two picks back to back, yeah, I think there's going like, to be a lot know. of shakeup. Yeah, I could see. I don't know Carr like, moving. So, so like, yeah, Carr might not be there, but you know, like, would I be able to draft two solid QBs at that position? I don't know. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot available. Um, people can only keep one in this league. So even if you say the top 12 are off the board, people aren't exactly rushing to draft, um, you know, Baker Mayfield in the fifth round or something like that, you know, or uh, or Jimmy Garoppolo in the uh, sixth round. Yeah. He's more of like a yeah. ninth round guy. So you, you can and, still get value. And the reason I, I say McLaurin – is because I do feel like Washington my, is, is going to have to upgrade at quarterback. Um, although Heineke played pretty well, it'll be interesting if maybe they walk in with him and if him and McLaurin can establish a, a nice rapport. I think it just, with him, with McLaurin, it's like if he gets consistent quarterback play, whether it's like, it doesn't even have to be really good. Like, I think he's a top five wide receiver. Yeah, he's great, but I have to say, like, uh, what separates a guy like like that? Um, just you take take the the name away, take the face away, take even take the team away. Just look at focus on the points. Um, there's just not much that separates that guy uh, from I don't know, like any any receiver you can get in the fifth round, sixth round, you know, even seventh um... round. I, I mean, See, I love him. Don't get me wrong. It's it's really think, more about predicting who's going to be um, consistent. I think for me, it goes with upside. And I think he has the potential to be one of those guys that can separate himself from the pack in terms of the amount of points he has the potential to score. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he can have a, like, a season like Stefan Diggs had. Uh, this year i think he can have a season hold on i think in terms of talent absolutely he's he's got the talent yes um but uh this this washington football team offense you know offense uh not that's why i said 
not it has to be it has to be a quarterback's thing like if i don't yeah. see there's you know a consistent number one qb and they're doing all this auditioning you know coming into the season then he's a guy that i'm not interested in keeping and i could possibly get with my pick in the fifth and sixth round mm -hmm. um but what i'm saying is all of a sudden they go out and they make a big splash and trade for De deshaun watson okay let's play keeper, right deshaun watson's definitely a keeper well, no, um, McLaurin. Oh, I mean, oh, well, yeah, but I, I wouldn't count on that. Um, let's play a fun game. This is just hypothetical. Let's play a fun game. Who has scored, who scored more points in 2021? Terry McLaurin or... In 2022? Oh, sorry, or 2020. 2020? <laughs> <laughs> uh, who scored more points? Terry McLaurin or Here we go. Deontay Johnson? Um, Terry McLaurin. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed it. Who has scored more points, Terry McLaurin or Marvin Jones? Terry McLaurin. <clears throat> Who has scored more points, Terry McLaurin or Chase Claypool? Terry McLaurin. Correct. Who has scored more points, Terry McLaurin or Robbie Anderson? Terry McLaurin. <clears throat> Who has scored more points, Terry McLaurin or Brandon Cooks? Terry McLaurin. Who has scored more points, Terry McLaurin or Juju Smith-Schuster? Terry McLaurin. I'm just going to keep saying Terry McLaurin. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I mean... You get the point. I get the point, but he, your point is miss based games. on... I you love remember, him. I love he, him. He missed games. He missed games. He didn't. He had complete. Terry McLaurin, McLaurin missed one game. He had missed one game. Oh, sorry. He missed one game. But um, we could we could play the same game by average if you want average points. Well, no, no, no. But what I'm saying is, like, this year was a shit show when it came to their QB situation. Yeah. Like, it, there was no consistency. The second he, you know, got some sort of rapport with Alex Smith, Alex Smith went down. Um, so I think if there is a QB that is that I could see being doesn't have to be great, but decent or to, decent to good. And they're on the outset of camp saying this is our guy. He's going to be the guy throughout the whole year. Then I think you maybe, you know, if it's if it's Heineke or somebody who's not really that sexy, like you say, OK, McLaurin's, you know, his ceilings top 10. But I think if they go out and get a quarterback um, that is really good to great, then I, I would say he's a top five wide receiver. Yeah, he's a good player. I think he has that potential. He does. Yeah, it's really it's all about targets. And for the fantasy owner, I think it's a, a little bit about consistency and obviously upside. Um, McLaurin. McLaurin's great. He had uh, looks like five double digit target games. He had a few nines in there. He had yeah. uh, a few twenty point games. Four looks like pl uh, twenty plus games. A lot of teens, but you know that's that's again to your point. Um, you know he hasn't. He's not reached his upside yet because he hasn't had great quarterback play. Um, I, you know if he's still in Washington in twenty twenty one though, you know in this is true for 2022. Like there's just no guarantee that that improves at all. Um, who averaged more points this year, Terry McLaurin or Brandon Ayuk? 
average more points, I would say per probably game. Brandon Ayuk. Oh, yes, you're correct. Ding. Only because I owned him. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I just, I, I found that in this, and I think I was right. Like, I, I kind of went in the, to the season last year with that sort of theory being like, look, I don't think like a straight up receiver other than like uh, someone you know, someone who's done it, like Devontae Adams, for example, or Julio Jones um, are really kind of keeper level. Um, you know, good case in point. Stefan Diggs was drafted. Um, I believe I know Keenan Allen was drafted. He was a top uh, seven guy. Will Fuller was drafted. He was the top. Uh, well, he's top ten at fantasy points. But Justin Jefferson obviously was drafted. He was a rookie. You know, so some of these guys. Yeah. I don't know. Just uh, I do think there's something there. Like I, I feel like the I would rather running back, and I would rather keep um, Antonio Gibson. Someone like that, or even you know Zeke or I, Cam Akers, just someone with a yeah, running back. That's a your chance. team. That's no, your I team. know. That's I know. My team. <laughs> I know. I'm <laughs> like, just. I can. I can. Yeah, I would love team. to keep one of those guys, but like, let's look at my team right here. Yeah, because we're talking about my fourth keeper. I don't know. I hope. I hope um, that that makes sense. That whole point. I mean. I don't know. In, this is a super flex league too. I, we should probably give that uh, super flex league. Yeah, and you can I, start... I see what you're. I yeah. totally get what you're saying. I don't necessarily disagree. Yeah, I, I would have to go with probably Wentz, Carr, or Winston. Yeah. Or or DJ Moore, but then we're kind of having the same conversation. Or T Higgins or Brandon Ayuk. You yeah. know, like then we're having the same conversation. It is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I think it's going to end up being Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. because I do feel like he's the guy in Philly. Yeah. Um, and and to be clear, I'm I'm saying this because this is a full point PPR, um, mm-hmm. and and it's like fractional scoring, you know. So uh, it, you get every yard, um, and yeah, I just think in PPR league, like uh, freaking Cole Beasley was like a freaking top fifteen guy or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. And I think, you know, you got to, you can get value with wide receivers later in the draft too. Yeah. Um, Now, you know, it's not like it used to be where um, rookie wide receivers would come into the league and need a year or two to get acclimated. Now these guys come in and they're ready right away and they, they play great. Like Brandon Ayuk played really well for me this year. T Higgins played really well for me this year. Um, you know, I think those are guys that are, you know, you can get in the sixth, seventh round still. Yeah. And and still can carry a lot of value where you can, you know, I, I'm fortunate that I have two running backs, you know, that are are going to be top 10 running backs, you know, right. with McCaffrey and Taylor. Right. So so let me just make a final, let me button up that point there then. Sure. Um, if, Please do. <laughs> if, if you're on... If you're stuck in a league like that and you need to keep players, um, I do think it's more beneficial to take a shot on a running back at a similar uh, level who could potentially be a workhorse or get um, receptions. Much much more value, I think, there than um, just keeping like a kind of a random receiver, you know. And I think talent is the differential is is a is part of it too. Like Amari Cooper, I think you're now, now you're starting to get into that conversation. That but he's probably still in that same bucket, you know, um, of players that they're probably not too much different. So I don't know. That's just that's just my take on it. 
Um, I agree. In I this don't disagree. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't disagree. And I think overall, like even if you're in a PPR league and like, unless people are drafting crazy. Yeah. Um, I still think it's going to be the same sort of thing that I noticed in a lot of leagues last year where people were trying to get their first two running backs in the first, you know, two to three rounds. Right. Right. Um, and, and I think that's smart because this man, once those running backs are gone, like you can't rely on, you know, backups or PPR guys to really get you through the season. Like if you're dealing with all these kind of pass catching backs and your RB one, like you're in trouble. Right. And so I, I do think, um, obviously someone has to keep some of these receivers. Um, but when you do that, that you're basically taking a lottery ticket that they stand out above like any other receiver you could be keeping at that point. If yeah. that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Like so compare unless you them, have, yeah, compare them around like, other people. Unless people's you have sports. the top guys. Right. Yes. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'll stop now. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you got that point out. I think so. Good, I think so. We're buttoned. Oof, we're buttoned. Geez, what, yikes. Really unpacked that one. What, yeah. What else did you want to look at? And I think we got your point like in the first like couple minutes. <laughs> well, I really wanted to drive it home then. Uh, yeah, because you, oh, you did. As we this, talked. I, every nail has been pounded. <laughs> as we talked about um, before we started rolling, I think I do think this is where we can help our listeners more than any other time uh, during the uh, the calendar year. Um, People are going to listen to this sort of like, so I don't keep Terry McLaurin. Is that what I got out of this? Well, I, I think <laughs> if you have to, then that's fine. I think if you can swap him for Cam Akers, I would say do it. Um, if you yeah, it's going to be hard. Yeah, I think it, that's hard. You know, but someone I think of that people level. people are wise to it. Yeah, I yeah. think people are wise to it. Unless like somebody has a plethora of running backs and they're like, I would like, you know, to get rid of one of these for a receiver or, you know, a tight end or something. Like you never know. You never know. Might as well take a shot and ask, ask your fellow owners. Um, people might like somebody. I do think um, it's important, especially in a super flex league to get as good of a quarterback as you can get that you're number one and just hold on to that, that fucker for as long as you can. I also yeah. think there's something to tight end too, Adam, as you and I spoke mm. about uh, mm. down the stretch here. I was here. waiting for this. I was yeah. waiting for this. <laughs> down the stretch because um, a great tight end really, really stands out um, in a PPR league way more, in my opinion, than um, a receiver like to, to the likes of like uh, Mike Evans or, um, or maybe, maybe Mike Evans is a great example, but like Juju Smith-Schuster or uh, – Terry McLaurin, um, from what he did in 2020, Deontay Johnson, you know, people like that. <clears throat> so let's, uh, let's take a look here. Where, where did these guys score? T E T E. And you're looking on our scoring. For our yeah. Game. Yeah. I am. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> um, what are we doing? Tight end. Okay, so Kelsey had 318 points. Yeah, and, he's a monster every year. Yeah, and so that that was, wow, that was right behind Tyreek Hill as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, uh, eighth, eighth best scoring. He, in, only, he only had five games scoring under 20 points, 20 fantasy points. Yeah, that consistency is uh, highly valuable. 
<laughs> yeah, he had, he's just every year it's like that. He is, yeah, and he's going to fall off at some point, so maybe that's a conversation we have later in the offseason. But at this point, I think he's still an incredible um, advantage to have in your in your tight end spot. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, as long as Mahomes is healthy. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> don't, even not. Like, I feel like anybody you put in there, he's going to be their number one. You know, he might even be more valuable if Mahomes got hurt. I don't know. Like, well, I feel like... I'll tell you what. Like, Tyree Kill would lose his value way more if Mahomes got hurt. That's true. And I'll tell you what. I think he was more valuable than Tyree Kill, and I have no numbers to back this up. I would, I would say he's more valuable than Tyree Kill this year, even though he scored about 14 less points in this league um, because you, um, because he's a tight end. and he's a tight end. Yeah. I, and, I, and I love the upside of um, Hill. I'm sure Hill hit... Let's see. He had... a. 59 point game for God's sake in week 12. Um, he had a 30 at a couple of high twenties. So, you know, that upside is kind of unparalleled with, with Tyree kill, but speed's the first thing to go, bro. And, uh, the cheetah has been around for a while. At some point that's going to go, you know, that's probably going to go before Travis Kelsey goes. Yeah. And I know Mahomes was banged up in the super bowl, but, uh, the, the bucks laid a pretty good framework of how you play against that offense. Yeah, yeah, they really did. They just played a perfect game, really. Yeah, I really think Kansas City's line, <clears throat> offensive line, was really depleted, diminished at that they point. They lost their, they lost their left tackle yeah. the game before, and yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, that's part of the game, and part of the game. You know, you, you can't just rely on every player on your team to stay healthy all year, right? Well, your Darren Waller, I would add, though, is um almost as valuable as Kelsey. Um, close. close. I mean, he's like just a notch underneath Kelsey. Um, At least in 2020 he was. Um, and don't get carried away, listeners. If you got a flex spot that is not an offensive player that you can fill with a quarterback, don't don't get cute and be like, oh, I'm going to draft the top two tight ends. Oh, yeah. look at me over here. Oh, hey. In theory, yeah, should, in theory. You drafting two tight ends if you don't draft one of the top guys in your in your later rounds draft two tight ends but if you draft one of the top guys what's the point well i just think in theory it's great but there's really no predicting uh who's gonna be who i do remember trying this once upon a time because i thought i was the smartest uh, fantasy player in the room and i got but that was a super flex that was no no yeah this was like a a traditional flex yeah and uh I, i had gronk and jimmy graham and I, I did actually did do it to some success in the Tyler Perry League um, for, a, I think, for a title run, if I'm not mistaken. So, I mean, there are circumstances during the season, but I'm saying don't plan for it because, you know, if, if we sit here today in whatever, February, th- assuming Waller and Kelsey are going to score 300 points again, you know, we're going to look pretty stupid a year from now, most likely. Yeah. Just, you know, and I don't know why. I'm just saying, like, that's that's the NFL. That's fantasy football. And don't think, you know, you know, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah, it's hard. I mean, look at Logan Thomas was the third scoring tight end and Robert Tanyan right underneath him. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Shit happens, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. Shit happens. Yeah. So you excited about having Kittle? I am. I do like Kittle. Yeah, I do. I really like Kittle. You who 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 are you keeping? We talked about. Mike I thought Keepers. you'd never ask. I thought you'd never ask. 
Um, obviously, I got to keep Rodgers. I got Aaron Rodgers in the Superflex League. I got uh, Alvin Kamara. I got Devontae Adams, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Taysom Hill, which I'm really excited about, Cam Akers, Antonio Gibson. So I'll just stick with running backs. To my point, I definitely got to keep at least two running backs. My, I mean, my goal is <clears throat> two running backs, Rodgers and uh, Kittle, you know. Wow, so no, so you're gonna try to shop Devonte Adams? No, no, no. Did I say no? I oh shit. You said two running backs, Rogers and Kittle. Oh, okay. Well, see, that this is a problem oh, no, with, the four, oh, no. with a four-person uh, keeper league. Um, you just thought you could keep your whole team. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll just I'll, whoever I can move. <clears throat> I'll just keep whoever else, whoever's left over. Okay, so is, I mean, is there anybody that you're that you'd rather not move? Well, okay, so Rodgers, I do, I would love to keep Kittle. Um, I love Kamara, but I'm going to be honest, without Breeze, I'm not really sure what, what Kamara is. I, I don't know. I'm almost, part this of me. Could be, could be the best time to sell him. Part of my thinking is, yeah, is is take the plunge there and see what happens, get a, dra- a good draft pick or two. And uh, How did he play when Taysom Hill was starting? Not as good. He didn't get the ball as much. So mm. in the case that Hill is named the starter, which we don't know yet, obviously, um, maybe I'm... But do you be... think, how do you think his value is with James Winston? I don't know. I don't think Winston um, previously had thrown well to the uh, running backs. Like, I think he's kind of a... Uh... He was also playing with some bums down there in Tampa Bay. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't take it doesn't take a uh, some great... Um, you know, quarterback talent to throw the ball to the yeah. running back. Yeah. Um, he was, he's a gunslinger, you know? So I think their offense is a, is quite a bit different if it's Winston as their starter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It'll be interesting. That's an interesting thing to, like, I feel like, like Sean Payton, I feel like if Breeze is gone, Now's his time to really be like the mad scientist where like, you know, he's going to use both those guys fairly equally. Yeah. Or like one game's a Taysom Hill game. One game's a, a Jameis Winston game. And teams will, you know, have to try to prepare for both. Maybe kind of throwing them off their, you know, mm-hmm. what they're doing. That'd be interesting to see what goes on over there. Yeah, but I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you with no breeze and an uncertain QB situation, the potential to have Taysom Hill starting. Maybe this is the year to move Kamara. It could be. It could be. I mean, coming off that 60 point game, I think it's a little tough. That six touchdown game uh, in week 16. But it is tough. Yeah, it is tough. I mean, he's ranked as well, the f- number four running back right now. I think on some lists, maybe three or even two. Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Well, who else would you keep? What, what, like, let's say you have to get rid of Kamara. So you keep. Okay. So I say, oh. so let's say that um, <clears throat> I have, uh, I, I, I'm looking for draft picks and I'm able to get the most for Kamara and it seems appealing to me and I pull the trigger on that and I don't get players in return. I just get draft picks in return. Um, so then I have Elliot as a running back to my, I'll just stick with my point earlier. So I don't sound like a goddamn hypocrite. 
I have yeah. um, Antonio Gibson and Cam Akers. So I would probably keep those. Honestly, I'd probably keep or try to keep both of those guys, rookies, Antonio Gibson and Cam Akers. Maybe Elliott. I, again, he's got that name, that name recognition. Depends on who you can shop in that situation, I it, guess. But what, what do you do with Devontae Adams? You you shop him too? I think I want to keep Rodgers and Adams together. I think that makes sense in a PPR. So you shop Kittle? I, I'll shop him, sure. But I think so. I'll, I'll let, I like to keep Rodgers and Adams together. I'd like to maybe keep Kittle, so then maybe just one running back I, that I keep. I don't know. You're going against your whole point uh, that you pounded into the ground. Uh, well, I don't know. Do I have well, those? You did, you did admit. You did admit if it's a top, you know, three, top five wide receiver, there, you know, you should probably look at keeping them. Right. So I think uh, Adams. Adams is probably the number one wide receiver. Why not? Right. And then I don't really know if I do get rid of Kamara. I don't really know who's the best running back out of. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, Cam Akers, or Antonio Gibson. Honestly, part of me you're thinks kind of, part of me thinks it's Akers. Up a, yeah, you're kind of yeah, maybe. Um, do you think Akers Akers stock has to go up with Stafford, right? Oh yeah, I think so. I think they're they got a running game now. They got a um, a quarterback better Gibson than Goff. Really good too. You probably could get the most for Elliott because of name recognition, right? So if you can package like Elliot and Kittle for some picks, then I think you're in good shape. I don't know why I'm giving you this advice. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's probably what makes the most sense. Package Elliot and since, Kittle. Yeah, since you 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 know want if you if you want to keep two running backs. I would like to. Um but I you know that also added to that point was how great a, a tight end is now yes yes the other point you made <laughs> right i love how we get to your keepers and the two points we made before this was keep a keep a top flight tight end and keep two running backs and you're thinking about doing either uh that's... Well, i guess it's for you it's one or the, one or the other yeah and we'll see you know i gotta make some moves i can't keep all these guys or it's and getting or it's getting rid of Devonte adams yeah, I mean, I'm not going to let these guys all the, you know, I'm going to have to make some trades because I'm not going to eat this value. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you'll have to try to trade, you know, for something. Yeah. You know. Uh, now, George Kittle, the, in week four of this season, four, 15 catches, 183 yards, and a touchdown on 15 targets. Holy shit. And who's their, who's their quarterback going to be? Good question. I don't know, but it's probably equal par with Garoppolo or whatever, you know, he's like the median, I guess, you know what I mean? Like an average quarterback. He's a, he's a real Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He can, but he can get the ball to kill. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's everybody, everybody that plays usually gets the ball to kill. Sure. And, and Goff can get it to, um, you know, now Marvin Jones and Kenny Galladay, I'm sure. But you know, he did fine getting it to Cooper cup and Robert Woods. Yeah. And Brandon he cooks. Yeah. He just, he just didn't really have the, um, I don't know the, uh, uh, winnerism. I don't know what you want to call that, but he couldn't. He's just, uh, he's just, he's just like a, a very average quarterback uh, yeah, in terms of saying. starting quarterback. He would be like an amazing backup quarterback, but like I think in terms of starting quarterbacks, he's just middle of the road. And um, unless you're, and I, I feel like he has he has a tr he had trouble really getting the ball in the end zone. Like I feel like when they got in the red zone. Goff would really struggle and that's you know that's not good yeah like because Robert Woods doesn't have any touchdowns you know cup doesn't you know but they are also not those type of receivers either 
Yeah, they're It'll not be big. Uh, well, when he has a big target like Galladay and Hawkinson. Yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup size is kind of underrated. I think we think he's like a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman yeah, type of slot guy. Yeah, that one year where he had like eight or nine touchdowns or more, yeah. maybe. He's kind of he's kind of got some good size. But uh, so anyway, the, back to Kittle. Um, he had he had twenty four points in week seven, or on week six, seven catches, one hundred nine yards, and a score. And even when he came back from injury later in the season in twenty twenty, he had four catches, ninety two yards on only five targets in one of those games. Um, so he's like pretty much got a, a floor of like thirteen PPR points. The guy's amazing. Now the the question with him isn't talent, isn't really quarterback to me. It's health. Is is he worth the risk in can you can you assume he's gonna be healthy for I don't know, fourteen, fifteen games? Yeah. Yeah. I mean he came when he came back, he played well. Yeah, he only came, he only played two games uh, oh, when he came yeah, back. I mean, that that's I mean, at least he wasn't shut down for the rest of the year. They were like, Oh, well, you know, they, they had the confidence. He's obviously a big part of their offense. They had the confidence to bring him back. They didn't have to. Mm. You know, he could have just sat out the rest. He's only 27. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's got, you know, three or four years left of just like top three tight end production. Yeah, I think you're right. And and to sort of the conversation um, about that, that that sort of brought Logan Thomas into the <laughs> into the topic. Um, he was the number three point scoring tight end in a PPR last year, a full hundred and almost ten points less than Darren Waller. So those guys, anyone below that, not on the keeper radar, not on the in this conversation really at this point. Um, Kittle is um, only because he was injured. Um, mm-hmm. and, and so he's going to be ranked pretty highly. Um, Mark Andrews, not in this conversation. Nobody else is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm fine. I, the fancy pro rankings are pretty weird. That is weird. Um, it, I find it weird that Mark Andrews is ahead of Darren Waller on here. Oh, I, I do have it scoring standard. Maybe that will change. Okay. Yeah. That, oh yeah, that does change. Changes. Darren it. Waller okay. becomes three okay, um, yeah. over in a, in a whole new tier above Mark Andrews, which I think is right. That is right. Uh, yeah. And, and Tyreek Hill um, ranked over Hopkins, Diggs, Thomas, Metcalf. That seems pretty crazy to me. Yeah, again, about that speed, you know, that's the first thing to go. Um, you know, he's been well, I just doing think it. Also, I guess it's just he gets points in different ways in terms of like he has these big explosion games where he gets like 40 points and but he has games where you know they're just you know fine you know i mean he's productive but you know they're not like consistent games like you know some of those other guys can are capable of and also what's michael thomas's value with no breeze we don't know. We don't know. He did have one great game with Taysom Hill. If Taysom Hill is the starter, um, you know, that would give us some idea. Um, and I think it was because Taysom Hill is sort of a mm, immature passer, I guess, of the football in the NFL because he didn't really move off of his first read in that game with Michael Thomas. He just kind of peppered him, which was great for Thomas. So that could be good. That could be fine um, if they're together next year. But yeah. we don't know yet. Yeah. 
So I don't know a lot of st- a lot of question marks. You know, I really think there's going to be a lot of movement this this off season in the NFL. I can't wait for it too. Um, yeah, 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 it's going to be interesting to see if Deshaun Watson goes somewhere. Um, you know, I've been hearing rumors about Carr, but a lot of the rumors I heard about Carr moving is if they could get Watson. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then Wentz, you know, he'll he'll probably land somewhere. Um, the yep. Bears will probably overpay for him. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Because it seems like they said, I, you know, I read most places that, you know, it said it was the Bears and the Colts that were in on uh, Carson Wentz. And um, then I read another article saying, oh, well, you know, the asking high, uh, price for him is like laughably high. I was like, the Bears will pay it. um well i mean because the reason i say that is one you know because of the history of ryan pace like you know kind of overpaying for guys and kind of missing the mark and not being really good all the time with his first round picks um if they don't win a playoff game next year he's probably gone i would assume god here we go bears corner everyone yeah, here we go. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> in terms of fantasy, you know, Wentz to the Bears gives Wentz value, and 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 make and makes the the offensive players on on the Bears have a little bit more value than they had last year. Um, nah, I let's... think you got to get more excited about um, David Montgomery. Yeah, let's get I mean, Wentz. Uh, let's get Wentz to Indy. Let's get Wentz to Indy. Let's I don't get... care. Sure. Sure. Uh, oh, you're mad now. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. Oh my god. I, I'd rather him go to Indy if they're going to overpay. What, but then that's great for, for me with Jonathan Taylor. Right. Does that mean so if when if uh, Wentz goes to Chicago, does that mean Trubisky leaves or Foles leaves or Trubisky, I mean Trubisky's an unrestricted free agent. Oh, so, so he's, he's probably going to leave no matter what. Yeah, yeah, he's gone, and they've already said they don't want a reunion. So, um, <laughs> yep, I guess Foles will be the backup. Um, but I, they also might cut him. I don't know what the money situation is. I know mean, he's owed a good amount of money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, but, the NFL. But I, love I, would, I would assume, I would assume that they would probably, if they could, you know, recover some of that in terms of cap space, then I would assume they'd probably cut him, mm-hmm. uh, if they got once, but I don't know. Um, but as of right now, as of right now, Wentz, or I mean, Foles is our starting quarterback. <laughs> right. Um, but there's a lot of good rookies too. There are. Yeah. There'll be some incoming, incoming, and uh, with, yeah. uh, Trevor Lawrence, who's going to, I would assume start immediately for Jacksonville. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, Justin Fields from Ohio state. There's that kid from BYU. There's, there's. You know, even the guy from Alabama. Um, I mean, there's some guys that might be starting week one and have some value. Right. Well, I can't wait, Adam. It's uh, it's going to be fun. I can't wait till uh, we make some trades too. Some trade trades that happening. Well, is, is our league even allowed to make trades? Like, I remember I looked at. Um, yeah, I'm confused why it doesn't seem like ESPN, uh, you know, in previous years, maybe not last year, but um, I think in previous seasons you were able to, like, propose trades at this point after 
after the season. Um, like as soon as it stops, even week six, as soon as like week 17 opens, I think in previous years, but, um, yeah, so I don't know. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. But we could still make the deals, I guess. Yeah. You can still make the deals. I feel like that just adds like an extra, like, you know, annoyance to people in our league where they're like, Oh, well, let's just wait till we can do it. And then we'll talk about it. Like, I'm not even thinking about that right now. Yeah. Like I have children. It's like, so fucking what? Yeah. You want a trophy? Beat me then in the fantasy football playoffs and you'll get one. Right. (laughs) Oh, by the way. So I got the trophy and I was going to do an unboxing video, but when I got it, I was very sick. Uh, I didn't have COVID. I didn't have COVID, but then I forgot about it. So this weekend, uh, this weekend, I'll do an unboxing video for the trophy and I'll send the video to our group chat. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Post it on Twitter too. And that thread, if you can. You can post it on Twitter. You do. You're good with that. (laughs) All right. Did you like the little message in there? I, that's why I haven't opened it yet. Oh, okay. Great. Okay. Nice. I wanted to save it, all of it for uh, for video. Stupid me. I thought me. you meant you opened it. You did tell me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Hardy heart. <laughs> well, good. Uh, oh, we were talking too much about me winning. <laughs> that's, when, that's when the show ends. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening out there. We appreciate it. And uh, tell your friends. Don't be, uh, don't be a jerk about it. And uh, we'll be back soon, hopefully. And uh, Adam, Adam, congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks, Adam. I mean, you have to say it in that voice, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs>